Hello and welcome to A Slice of Cinematic Pie. I'm Callum and I'm joined here by Mike, Yo. Scott Hello. and Andrew. Hello. On this podcast we discuss all things cinema in a pie-related context, because let's be honest, who doesn't love pie? Allergy warning. Contains swearing, spoilers and e-numbers. Hello and welcome to episode three of A Slice of Cinematic Pie. Uh, hello, say hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> how creepy a start <laughs> how awfully creepy uh, so this week we're talking about the film Air uh, which came out in cinemas last week we all went to go see it uh, so just a, a brief synopsis of what Air is about Air is basically um, tells a story about how Nike came to sign a deal with Michael Jordan and created the uh, Nike Air Jordans, um, and essentially it's a lot of people talking. I really enjoyed it, first of all, I was going to say that, but it is, a lot of the film is people talking and that sort of thing, where you go, actually, it might be quite dark, but I don't think that was the case. I don't think there's enough talking in films no. these days, so I liked it. Yeah. Uh, mm. so anyway, before we start are talking about the film itself, let's get let's address some other issues. Let's address the popcorn issue, Okay. <laughs> Because somebody, i.e. Scott, yep. ordered the biggest tin, and it was a tin of popcorn I've ever seen, because he wanted the tin. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And, and, and I how, half the tin. And how much of the popcorn did you eat? Not a lot. Yeah. yeah. You sat next to me mm. uh, watching you. It was like watching... I can't describe what it was like. It, it, literally one piece of popcorn at a time. Who eats one piece of popcorn uh, at a time? Honestly... I mean, it was, oh. he did it very quietly. He wasn't annoying in any way, shape, or form. No, no, but... I was. I mean, you've just asked, haven't you? Yeah. Are you still eating it? No, no, it's gone. It's gone. There, there was a lot of it that just went yeah. in the bin. Yeah. Uh, so your reasons for buying it as well? I wanted because the you wanted to, that you said would one day be rare, despite the fact. That well, it's the whole. This is for the tin is of a power block or whatever it's called from Super Mario. Comes it's come out as a limited item, like you know, promotional limited item. Limited to four billion. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the Super Mario movie, I thought this is the only chance I'm going to have to get that, and I want it, so I got it. I bet they're on eBay. They probably are on eBay, but I, I don't need to buy it off eBay because I've got it. About it's it's the rarity. Rarity. But the other ridiculous thing is, I wanted a popcorn. And if I'd known that you weren't going to eat your popcorn, I could have just had yours. I, I had wasted bit. Yeah. $8.99. I had a little bit of it. Well, anyway. You know how much popcorn costs at the yeah. Odeon? Yeah. So it's about £45,000 worth of popcorn <laughs> in that tin. Mm. <laughs> have you still got the tin? I bet you've yes, lost I've it. Yes, I've got the tin. I've got the tin. It's my tin. And what are you using it for? Well, it's currently just storing paints. <laughs> One day, it's going to allow him to just live off the fat of the land. That's what wow. it's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's like the equivalent of his piece of farmer's field that he wants. You know what I mean? It's mm. just uh, it, why do you want a million quid when you've got an old tin? Anyway, he's got. So anyway, we digress. Yeah, that's sorted. Let's talk about the film. Yeah, yeah. We just got the handcuffs out of the way. Disappointment. Well, but that's today. that's a later oh, segment. Shit. Yeah, but let's let that's a later segment. We'll discuss, well, we'll that, discuss later. that later. Okay. We haven't got to the. Great Scott segment, yeah. All right, okay. Jesus, it's all about you, Scott. Yeah. Just trying to jump ahead of the game. <laughs> Let's talk That's about what the... people are here for. That's it. There's four people that listen to this. <laughs> Two yeah. podcasts in. Yeah, That's what they're here for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brings entertainment. Word. Anyway. God. Okay. Anyway, uh, so the film. So, mm-hmm. first of all, 
did people enjoy it? And then we'll go into it more from there. Yes, we did. I want to, before we, you know, so that people know, because I don't think we've told them enough about it. Basically, this film follows a guy called Sonny Vaccaro. Vaccaro, or his name is played by um, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon, <laughs> uh, who's, who's a bit of a chancer. He works for Nike, and he's, he's a bit of a chancer. At the beginning, you see that he likes to gamble and that kind of thing. And, he, and basically, he wants to gamble with Nike's money. In, and instead of them basically putting their money into three or four basketball players... Mediocre. Yeah. He I just think. wants to take a chance on one. And he spots Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan, before he's even playing in the NBA, spots him. Uh, and it's about him kind of going on that journey to eventually get Michael Jordan, who who hate, apparently hated Nike and didn't mm. want you know, to wear their shoes, didn't want to have anything to do with them, and the journey that they go on uh, to eventually secure him. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the script was razor sharp. The acting was spot on. Uh, I mean, I, I think Matt Damon is one of those actors that he um, he's 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 getting that kind of like the, the thing that Tom Hanks has, where he plays the everyman really, really well. Uh, and of course, um, Ben Affleck directed it, and he's also in it. He plays kind of the the, the owner of Nike. One of Nike. Um, and he's and he's he's very good in it too. There's Chris Tucker in there. It's very funny in places. The script is Jason it's, Bateman. Jason Bateman's good. Bateman. He's another good. like he's every man. Yeah. Um, and it just got. I mean, I I like a wordy script. Uh, you know, my my scripts tend to be quite wordy, and I just thought it that's what carried the film actually because the language was so slick and smart and funny. You know, it just goes to show if you write well like that, you can make a film about anything and make it entertaining. Um, yeah, because yeah, on paper going, okay, well, this is just about most of the time people sat in an office talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very insane. I mean, I was trying to kind of dissect it a little bit more when we were watching it, kind of like going, okay, well, is it... Obviously, it's it's the, the script that ca- uh, carries the film and um, draws you in, but I was trying to take note of the editing, but I just kept getting lost in... Watching it again, yeah, um, and because I was like, okay, is it how it is it pace in the edit, blah blah, and it kind of, um, yeah, it was just swept up in it again. So it, the editing was very seamless, I guess, by kind of trying to look at it. That and there's way. actors that can memorize that that text and then make it their own, so it feels completely real, you know, in the moment. Not, you know, I mean, that's what good actors bring. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard some mixed reviews about it. People that have sort of found it a bit baffling that anybody would choose to make a film on this subject. But I think they're missing the point that actually you can make a film about anything and it can be very entertaining. And actually the interest in Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, Nike itself, all of that is actually of interest to a lot of people. Yeah, but you don't actually see... This is the, the thing, it's... You don't see Michael Jordan because no. the film's not called Jordan or Michael or MJ. It's, you know, it's A, it's the Well, that's one of the most interesting things about the film, isn't it? I and mean, one of the things that I was, I, I heard somebody else's review, a main, very mainstream review, who who, do, who couldn't get their head around that, why he wasn't in it. Uh, and I actually think it worked really well because he was unobtainable. That was the whole point of the film, that Michael Jordan didn't want this deal yeah. and he was he didn't want to be he he did everything because because he was dragged there by his mother 
um, who's played by my brain. Violet, Violet Davis. Violet Davis, who's absolutely brilliant in everything she does. And she drives that side of things, that that's the family side of things from the Jordans. You know, and she's amazing in everything she ever does. But I, you know, they, there was in this review I read, they were kind of very dismissive. And I'm like, why did you not have him in? And apparently Ben Affleck said it was an artistic decision. And I get it because it made him unobtainable. It made but, but him how, seem... How would you have put him in it without shattering the like the 80s feel? I think when you, when, you, when you set a film in the 80s, it's important to try and keep it grounded in the 80s. So the bit where it does a bit of a montage and you see you know Matt Damon's delivering that speech about you know we will be remembered but yeah. you will be you you see little bits of the story and you think actually yeah this is you know but it brings you out of that 80s bubble out of that there you know engrossed in the film to to bring you out and so i think if you'd put michael jordan in it either present day it, it would have you know spoiled the film for me well i, I assume because you do hear him speak once mm-hmm. right at the end right at the end yeah, yeah. and yeah. i assume that is michael jordan's voice Voice. I yeah. assume so, yeah. and but that was the whole thing. Like he, they, uh, Matt Damon's character goes to uh, Michael Jordan's house earlier in the film, and this is always oh, Mike is um, is he in? And you go, they go, yes, but you can't see him. Yeah. As this whole thing, as you said, keeping him at arm's length, at yeah. arm's length. Yeah. and it's only then at that point you hear him speak mm. throughout the whole film. He doesn't speak until he has one word. He says hi or something, and all those lines. Yeah. Um, and I then, think it's people's perception. It's where you come from. Because, say, if you've watched The Last Dance on Netflix or you follow basketball, whatever you do, and you know who Michael Jordan is and you've you've kind of... Then it, it isn't so jarring. Maybe if you haven't seen that and you don't really know who Michael Jordan is, you would find that a bit baffling. But I didn't. I found that I, like, I quite liked that about it. Um, it did make him kind of feel... You know, just like he was, he was, he made him feel more special. Oh, you know, mystique. I'm yeah. Mystique. You know, here at the day, he probably is, he's reckoned to be probably the greatest team sort of sportsman of all time. And it made him feel almost godlike. You know, oh, it works. I, yeah. I, I, no, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Like I said, mm. the, the fact the film is called Air and not yeah. Jordan. Yeah. So um, I don't have a problem with that. Everything is. How do you make a pair of sheets like that over a weekend? That's difficult. Oh, wait a minute. We have an expert in our midst. Scott, how do you make a pair of shoes in a weekend? Difficultly, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know how to make shoes, but I imagine it's going to be quite There are two elves that can make shoes. They make them overnight, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Was it two elves? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I think it was elves. It was numerous elves. But it's not even just we need you to make a shoe over a weekend it's the shoe this is the shoe like everything rests on we need to make the most amazing best basketball shoe or trainer whatever you want to call it this is essentially gonna tie him over this is gonna make michael jordan say yeah okay like it's all about the shoe so not only just can you make a shoe over a weekend it's we need you to make the most amazing perfect basketball trainer shoe but i've got the impression that the shoe designer had been sat on that for a while. He had, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't just like completely. I feel like he must have had an idea of something in mind. Well, he just wanted yeah. it needed. Yeah. The, that was the thing about it. it. The person and the shoe needed to come mm-hmm. together. Need to be the yeah. right person for the right mm-hmm. shoe. Which is, you know, it all sounds a bit bonkers when you talk about. I'm that. pretty sure that's. I'm sure he does speak during the shoe scene when they get Michael in for the meeting at Nike, 
and they give him the shoe. I'm sure when you see like an overshoulder of like Michael holding it and runs his finger across it, and I'm sure he says it's Bulls colours. Which he does is, say, cool. yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. that is like, yeah, it's got him. That's it. You've got him. Yeah. Which obviously they didn't stick to the guideline of the NBA with colours. They yeah, they had to be decided. No, this is you know, screw that. We're not doing a white shoe. This we'll is a Michael the, Jordan we'll shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why it matters what colour shoe you wear? Oh, God, beyond me. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, I tell you what, that reminded me of. Though. Mm-hmm. It reminded me, you know, when you watch The Apprentice mm-hmm. and they go and go, oh, you've got like, you know, because that's something they might do. You've got like 24 hours to design a shoe. <laughs> but it was like, the you know, in The Apprentice, you go, please do it right, please. And they don't. They come out with something yeah. that's made out of an, old, an egg box that melts when you walk in the rain in it. That was what it was like. It was like, it can be done, yeah. you know. If you get the right people, you don't get a load of just buffoons involved. Yeah. You can do it. It adds a little bit more onto the... Um... Like impossible task of Michael Jordan does not want Nike, but we've got him. Like we've at least got him for a meeting. We've got that chance now. Everything yeah. rests on this. You need to make that shoe. Yeah. You know, I, I liked what that added. Um, one thing that I wasn't too sure on, and we have we did discuss this on the way back from from seeing the film, was there's a scene where uh, Matt Damon's character meets with the uh, Olympic. Uh, coach who's worked with Michael Jordan and who um, Matt Damon's character is, is friends with, where there was some interesting, like pulling focus from. It was it was completely different compared to any other student film. It, it wasn't done again where the focus would be on Matt Damon and it pull mm-hmm. to a really like profile, uh, like side on shot on this other character. Was that Marlon Wayne's character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, and it'd be out. Of, it was weird. Out of, out of focus, and then mm-hmm. pull back to Matt Damon, and there was, we were trying to work out what the reason behind that was. And the only thing we said maybe was because it, it's an informal scene. Yeah, because um, they also jumped the line all over the place, um, which again they don't do anywhere else in the film. And and to try and explain what jumping the line is. Yeah, you've got a yeah. bit. You've got a bit nausea, really. Yeah. So. <laughs> Go film. Essentially, nose. in a. If you're shooting a scene, best way to act between two people, you create a line between the the two people's nose, essentially. So right now I'm sat opposite Mike. So we draw a line b- between us. And when you do your wide shot, so that's on my left side, from that point onwards, the camera has to stay on that side of us. Because if we were to jump the line and go on the other side, it might look like me and Mike are looking in the same direction. So that's basically what jumping the line yeah. is. But they do it all over the place. Mm-hmm. In that scene, I mean, I've never understood why it matters, and I, don't, I mm. genuinely don't think it does when it's just a two-hander. I don't get it. I get the confusion when you add a third and a fourth and a fifth person; you get you go mental. You know, it it's confusing. not necessarily that the, it it confuses you. Is I think it, and and it's believed that if you do it, the audience, although not may not be aware of it, it throws the audience off from it. That that you have the audience has to go, oh, where are we looking now? Yeah. And it's it's only a tiny amount, but it can cause that to happen. It can kind of be. I think it's just a weird moment. part of. I mean, I get it, as I say, but I I do think it's it's one of those weird things that, it, I mean, it just goes to show in this that this instance, for, whether it was done deliberately or whatever, I mean, probably it was done deliberately, I guess, because you know, but it didn't matter. It worked. 
and the only thing it's done is make us talk about it. But yeah. No, but the, the jump in the, the line, I didn't yeah. have a, a, an issue with that yeah. scene. It was more this weird mm. pulling of focus. Well, also the fact that it was sometimes people's half their face was yeah. missing. It that was, was, like the, that really was the section weirdly. that was. Yeah. I mean, it was like they had to do it in a broom cupboard. And they'd had to kind of, you know, it was a bit like our experience where we we don't have You're the money. Short, short yeah. background. But, you know, given the fact that they were a decent budget, why? Or the, another thing, it was like they were shooting a Bourne film. <laughs> it was like like long lens over the shoulder. Um, no, it was... It was a, I mean, I you did th- say a Bourne film there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bourne yeah. film. Right, Not yeah. Bond, no. Not Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird one, but, yeah, it was a bit dis- discombobulating. Mm. But again, I mean, it'd be interesting. Let's let's see if we can get Ben Affleck on next week and yeah. ask him. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, it might not have much on. It would do. Yeah, just chilling. Especially him. when you go Scott Ellis is on this podcast and he's he's the draw apparently. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, how cocky have you got? <laughs> <laughs> Three shows in. Just, Three shows yeah. in. Yeah. With the focus pulling that we're talking about, I did spot it when. I think there was a shot that was from behind Marlon Wayne's character and you could see Matt Damon past him further down the bar. Yeah. And I noticed that Matt Damon all of a sudden just went blurry and then Marlon Wayne's came into focus and they changed it back and forth a few times. The only thing I could think of that is are they trying to visually show the importance of what's being said by this particular character and like that's transitioning out of focus now because... Yeah, but I, I don't think it was. Whole, um, I don't think it was necessarily important. Can you remember what he was saying? He no. started talking about a speech that he heard. It was, it was about Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was how, yeah. when he noticed he was losing the audience, he just decided to change up. Like he didn't read the rest of his script. I mean, he just yeah. did it on yes. the spot and just went for yeah. it. That that that, and I think that sets that, up the whole meeting. Then, yeah, the, the yeah. pivotal point of yeah. the film. But is... I think the focus pulling started uh, just before he started talking about that speech. Yeah. But the only thing I could think of is maybe they're doing that to like, we're focusing on this. Nothing else matters because it's such an important thing. You, you know. But then you go, you do it like close up. I think they yeah. did it because they wanted to show that they were friends. Mm-hmm. I think they tried to make it. It tried to use yeah, that and to make it feel intimate and informal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it worked, but I think that's why they probably yeah, did it. It was a bit strange to see because yeah. it's like. Mm, why is it going blurry? I mean, it was a bit of the film. I mean, at the end of the day, that was a fact that that, that chap in reality did meet Martin, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King under those circumstances. I thought it was a little bit sort of pretentious to go, well, <laughs> thanks to Martin Luther King, in a way, Nike managed to secure this deal. You know, you know, he was my inspiration. I, you know, but, you know, but it was highly entertaining and I, I liked it, but that was a bit of a strange part of the film, really. It, yeah. was, it didn't really... Hmm. It you could have you didn't need it no well, no but that, it did come into play at yeah. the Nike meeting it does towards the end of the movie because yeah. of my point the runtime I know this is my thing really each week but an hour and fifty for what is essentially a business deal I think it was fine though I didn't I, I think, didn't ever look at my watch go oh, no I didn't dragon. no no I didn't I was I engaged was, from beginning to end yeah yeah um, it had funny moments yeah I I didn't have any. 
I said I didn't look down at my watch at any point or ever go, oh, I need a wee now or anything like that, which mm. is a sign that a film drags. Well, if you and I can get to a film without thinking, I need a wee, then that yes, film has that yeah, film has dra- basically old, yeah. mesmerised us. <laughs> I didn't look at my <laughs> watch or anything like that. Well, you towards the end, because you had a good big tin of popcorn. Well, yeah. 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 Towards the end of the film, I did feel like, oh, the credits are going to roll in a minute. That's the end, and then it kept going. Let's, like, let's, oh, okay. let's yeah, be honest, though, Scott. Yeah. You came to the premiere of our short film Fusilier, which you were a part of. I needed a wee. And it was a 20 minute film. I needed a wee. And you got up to go for a wee halfway through. Yeah, but I didn't go before. That was the issue. Whereas this time, gonna, I made sure I didn't. It was a 20 minute film, man. Yeah, I still needed to go. <laughs> As Mark says, when you got to go, you got to go. Anyway, also, so Scott, you said you were a bit on the fence with this film. When I am a bit arrived. on the fence with so, this So film. why is that? So I suppose. It's not that it was a bad film. I really enjoyed it. When we said about, oh, we're going to go and watch this, the first thing that came to mind is, right, we're going to go and watch a movie about a deal between Nike and Michael Jordan. Well, right, okay. It's. I initially thought it's a strange idea or concept for a film because it's like it feels like they're basically making a documentary, but it's not a documentary. But it was quite documentary-like in some ways. In some ways. It was like but a it was documentary, a documentary with laughs. It's just an It was like the whole thing was just like, like, this is a reconstruction of what happened. So I was a little bit like, I don't really... In terms of do I want to watch a movie about Nike trying to sign Michael Jordan to be part of their, you know, and get uh, Nike shoes and play, uh, advertise them in basketball, it's not something that really appeals to me yeah, I'd love to. and it was a case of I, can mm, I can't imagine this being any good at all I feel like it's going to be extremely uh, I'm bored of this already yeah. like it, can we just get on like you say it's a movie about a deal that lasts nearly two hours and it's like can we yeah. just get on yeah, with it it's hard to feel any jeopardy or suspense based yeah. on the but you know, then again, you know, the monster yeah. that Nike, Nike is and how you know Michael Jordan and how it plays out yeah. so but yeah, then at the end of the that. movie I was surprisingly I actually really enjoyed that and have you watched The Last Dance on Netflix? I've never heard of it. It's, it's, a, it's, Michael, it's about Michael Jordan. It's the really Chicago good. Bulls. Yes. Right. But I mean, I, I am not a big sporty person. Yeah. I don't follow team sports particularly. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you need to watch it. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And if so, if you then put yourself in the shoes of, say, anybody that follows basketball, particularly in the States where it's you know, mm-hmm. people are passionate about it, and then you go. We're making a film about him, yeah. and then you 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 know that you're going to fill places up. You're going to fill cinemas up. You yeah. are because he Michael Jordan. You don't realise until you watch the last the last dance is he's held in godlike status. Mm. You know that was another thing. It's like the when uh, when I watched the trailer for Air, and I thought they're basically doing a great big leap in. Well, NBA history, what Michael Jordan coming to Nike, and I thought it's not a Michael Jordan movie though. I was extremely, I was expecting like a Michael Jordan biopic, so I was surprised to see that it wasn't actually. Fo- I mean, even though it was focused on Michael Jordan, it wasn't actually focused on Michael Jordan. Yeah, it, it was focused was on Nike, you and you don't really see yeah. him, you don't hear from. Him, I like so, the yeah. fact that we don't see him. Yeah. At, like, I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that. Well. You don't see his face. You see him walking around, you don't see his face. Well, the thing is, if you were going to see him, this is the trouble, if you were going to do that, Mm -hmm. 
then you're opening a huge... Then you're talking about a four-hour film mm. because then you've got to have his conflicts. Yeah. Instead, what they did was they moved him to one side and they just had Viola Davis basically was the, the, yeah. the bridge and her saying, this is not what he wants. Yeah, mm. Basically, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not going to happen. We don't want it. He doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Like, you know, He knows what he's worth and what he can get and mm. you can't offer it. And then it turns out, actually, they pull out everything they possibly yeah. can. And once you bring him into the film like that, then you've got to bring him in all over the place. Yeah. You know, you've got and to have her going to him. Just, you know, and, yeah. And I think it was very clever that they mm. didn't do that and still made it work. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it about really, you know, the Matt Damon character just, is it more just like believing in your instincts and trusting what you, you know is right? Yeah. 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 But it's a bit like, um, uh, what's the film with Tom Cruise? Uh, you know, give me, show me the money. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. That kind of thing, just like, you know, never give up. Mm. Keep on going. Don't take no for an answer. No, don't mm. take no for an answer. If you believe in something and stick to it. Um, yeah, and well, I found that quite, I did actually find it quite uplifting in that way, just like kind of, you know, mm -hmm. the, our journey that where we often come up against walls and, you know, and friction and people saying you can't do this and you can't do that. And we've have striven in that way to go, well, we actually, yes, you can. I, I found it personally that it chimed with me quite a lot in terms of just what, you know, given what we're going through at the moment, so we're tr you know, trying to get another film off the ground and that kind of thing, like where you have to go, you know, you have to stick to your guns and go, yes, mm -hmm. you know, this is, we, this is the right way. Um, yeah, yeah I, I find it quite uplifting, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I think, well, I, I think we've touched on, I think what, what sells it for me is the, the, you know, the, the, the interrelationship. So you've obviously got Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. You know, the, let's go back to their characters, Mr. Nike and, and Sonny. They've clearly worked together and he's brought them in to try and help bring up you know, bring up the basketball division, which at that point is about to be shit-canned effectively. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's their relationship and it's then... Um, Matt Damon's or Jason Bateman <laughs> and 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 like like him Sonny you, you do realise if this deal doesn't go on I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm finished and you know the, the, the strained relationship I've got with my daughter's like finished mm -hmm. and and so you sort of think yeah there's a lot there's a lot of stake a lot yeah. of stake a lot riding on and it becomes a very personal rather than just a business transaction it becomes very personal well like, I guess that's, that's another reason got why into. yeah why why you kind of invest so much in watching it and you because otherwise you go well i know i know what the outcome is of mm -hmm. this film yeah. but when you've got all those stakes you're going oh my god like it's not just a stake of oh is nike gonna make a billion dollars it's yeah. oh these guys like lives are gonna be really i, li I like as a character study because also what you do is you see behind the scenes of adidas and yeah. Converse, Converse yeah. and that very corporate world. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about this, this kind of this, the, these characters were people who took what they did seriously, but they didn't take themselves seriously. They were all likable, which is essentially in the end why they get the gig. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just the shoe; it's also because when they, the Jordan family visit, they feel there's a friendliness to it. Yeah. You know, you've got the Chris Tucker character who's just talking, you know, just talking normally, having a normal yeah. conversation, yeah. and not. Look, kissing up to them, and you know, and mm. and that's what I really liked about it. It was a uh, they were normal, ordinary blokes, which is why you know they yeah. made you laugh. You know, there was, yeah, it, that side of it I thought was brilliant, which brings me on to actually talk about Ben Affleck because he does that really, really well. Yeah. You know, he he his directing, he he's so good at it. You know, because it, at the end of the day, a lot of it was just conversations in rooms, but yeah. it there's a dynamism to the way that he directs stuff, and it really works. Um, 
you know, I'd imagine it is, you know, if you've had a, a drink with him, well, I've asked you for a drink with him, <laughs> but if you had socialised with him and Matt Damon, you'd have a bit of, you'd have a good laugh. You know, you get the feeling there's that, it comes through. Um, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I think that, you know, that's one thing we kind of overlook. He, he does a really good job of this. And you look at films like Argo and you know, loads of stuff, Town and stuff that he does. He just does that. It's, it's very slick. He's yeah. really good. I mean, Argo said the town's more action. I mean, this yeah. is literally, it is just people mm-hmm. talking. Yeah, the room but room. it's smart talking, isn't yeah, it? No, it's, it's smart it's language. Talk. Talk. Smart language is really engaging. I thought it was like a buddy movie. You know, you've got these buddy relationships yeah. of, like I said, guys who work together, but don't take themselves too seriously. Just, yeah. So, uh, if we go back, we'll go back in a bit at the end of the episode, and we'll do like a we'll do our pie bit. Oh yeah, pie our pie segment. So not sure that works, but it's a laugh. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's yeah. a yeah. So Scott, it's the fact that it's a bit shit that makes it good, yeah. isn't it? Really, yeah. I mean, I think I think I'll try not to disappoint. I think the problem will be. Oh, yeah. That's it, yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the problems, and no, I think we'll it. run out of pies in the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried to. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ginsters. I didn't. You know. <laughs> Um, so, <coughs> stop. We'll go on to, to your section now because yeah. it's all about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, this section is. Yeah, this yeah. section is yeah. great. Scott well, we section. have an apology to make. Yeah, yeah we do. Because we, we promised do. people escapology on this episode. Yeah. And it's not happening. It's not happened. No. There was disappointment today. It well, will happen. Well, your, your confidence when you came in. Yeah. You were like, where are the handcuffs? Yeah. I, I was so prepared. Oh, no. I have researched. I have looked. I haven't had a chance to practice, but I feel like, yeah, bring them on. I'm out. I can, okay. I can do so this. So for context, last episode, we were uh, know, talking about listened. Terminator 2, <laughs> and there's a scene uh, where... I can't, why are the character's Sarah name? Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Connor. Sorry. Escapes from handcuffs really easily with a, paper clip. with a paperclip, and we were discussing how easy that would be. So Scott, the idea was this week Scott was going to escape from handcuffs, but we failed to buy handcuffs. But it will I completely forgot about that. But I did buy you an axe. You did. That would get me out of handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, that would get. Uh, yeah, would it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I imagine if you whisk it hard yeah. enough, it'll break. Wait, 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 Scott, wait. Scott, you're handcuffed with an axe. How how are you swinging that? Difficult. Yeah, Scott's mm. into uh, axe. They got into axe throwing, so we bought him an axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's sitting on the desk next to him. It, it's mm. it it's a beast. It's of a very axe. pretty axe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's a beauty. So, Cheers. But there's nothing really we can do live with an axe either. But we could do live axe throwing. That would probably be. Yeah, we'll do that another week. Yeah, no, we won't do that another week. Uh, we could cut a pie in half with an axe. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be quite useful. And if you like, if you do it like uh, when people go like shooting shotguns, you know, just yell pull, just throw a pie through the air, and I'll wang it with an axe. Yeah, well, not wang. I'll you know try. And yeah, get so it. we could yeah, also do like fun. shooting pies with shotguns. Yeah. That yeah. would be quite fun. But from a listener point of view, guys, keep think think of the audience. You know, it's not visual, is it? Well, no, but that's what audio descriptive is for. Are we, are, what, what do you think this podcast is? Do you think we have that audio We could have that. We could do audio description. It's, it's like, totally, yeah, what you're saying is, Callum, you could do that. Yeah, Callum, you could do that. Well, no. well, You've got the headphones. That's your job. We could film something and then... T- uh, no, let's get all out. Anyway, we are, we are going to get some handcuffs. I completely forgot to get handcuffs. <laughs> Apparently, so, handcuffs it works better with the larger yeah. paper clips. Alexa... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on She's a minute. not listening. Are you going to get Alexa to order handcuffs? Alexa, 
Put handcuffs on the shopping list. I added handcuffs to your shopping list. Done. Awesome. <laughs> oh, can you pick those up in Audi? <laughs> you might be able to. You might be able to. They've got the, little, uh, the, the, the bins. Yeah, they've got the bins of wonder bins. in the middle. Yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. little. Those bins are brilliant. It will remind us, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. It will come up. And the other thing is, we haven't thought of any questions or anything for you, like the Cotton Eye Joe. We haven't thought. No, because that. it was handcuffs. Yeah, you well, forgot that's the well, handcuffs. We've, we've come in this to this great Scott segment with, with nothing. Exactly. Well, actually, that's one thing I ask. If anyone has any questions, like the Cotton Eye Joe, where did you come from? Where did you go? Mm. You can like email this. us and we'll ask Scott. Or, or on so, Facebook, social media. Yeah, social media, yeah, Facebook, social media. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Our Facebook. email address is cinematicpie at gmail.com. So you can send us a, a question there for Scott. And, and what's uh, the Instagram? Or a challenge, indeed. I've got challenge. no idea what the Instagram is. It'll be cinematic yeah, just look for pie. cinematic pie on Instagram. Yeah. You can yeah. uh, send us a comment. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. slide yeah. into yeah. our DMs. Our challenge, a challenge for Scott, a question for Scott. Mm. Anything, a request. Anything. Yeah. A request yeah. from the sounds of it. You're the re- he's the reason you're listening. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but like Scott Agony Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could be an Agony I like that, yeah. Agony Arts. I could be the new Mystic Mag. Mystic Scott. The thing that I find really strange is, is that you have a, basically an opinion on everything. There's very little that you we can discuss that you won't go, I could do that. Very little. And that's okay, and yet, because we, that's my we opinion. Speak, we talk about shoes and we draw a blank. You're not... You're not... Well, it, I mean, funnily, um, there's a... There's a YouTube channel that I've flicked over before, and it's of a guy that is a cobbler. And so I've watched him like getting in old shoes and repairing shoes and uh, what's the word where you not refurbishing? Well, it, it might be refurbishing. Yeah, it might be. What does he do? Re-apol- it, not the resold. He like, redoes the entire. You know, like somebody brings in an old pair of shoes that have fallen into pieces and he just he redoes the entire thing. Refurbish is fine. Yeah, but it's really interesting there's a extremely a lot of work that goes into making a pair of shoes oh my god and it's, it's yeah. unbelievable um, I read the story elves do it <laughs> isn't that Daniel Day Lewis doesn't he do that now he's retired from acting he makes shoes does it cost an absolute fortune but he makes well, shoes well I imagine does he I imagine sure. that would be does he, just does he make one for the left foot <laughs> I'm going to say that's all he does you know, that's yeah. really cool yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't personally make his own shoes. Maybe it's just like his shoe line. I get why you. I find it fascinating. It is I think extreme. It's fascinating. I love to see things. Do you watch like the that. repair shop? Oh, the I guy, love the, the shoe shop. guy on the repair shop. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's something about him. Watching him, all of them. He's just so relaxing, and mm-hmm. he's got that kind of that voice. He's, like, he's just going to put a bit of polish yeah. in here, and just yeah. But when you see this guy that I watched on YouTube, you look at him and you think, "There's no way he's a god." You know, he, he's. He looks like he should be doing like model kind of work. You know, he's a well-built guy. He's, everything about him just says, does, "How are you a cobbler?" Like, well, he just does, just because he's handsome. Why can't he, he be a cobbler? I'm saying, like, it doesn't look like. I thought you were going to say that he had kind like of something wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. He's too handsome to be a cobbler. Yes, you said very pretty man. Fuck it. Jordan standards. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I just wouldn't take it, like, you know, it's, it's well, essentially, it's looking at somebody it's, going What you're saying, he's too good looking to work in Timpsons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's not to, he runs his own thing. That's what it is. He's good looking enough that he can run just, his own shoes. Just because he shop. works with all shoes, he has to look like one. Uh-huh. He did a great one on repairing some uh, alligator shoes, which... What? Shoes for alligators? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody brought in alligator leather job. shoes, which <laughs> looked great. He repaired them all, and uh, he added little uh, glass... 
cabochon alligator eyes into the shoes, and they looked very cool. Jeez. Sound yeah. awful. They, uh, they looked cool, but I wouldn't wear them. I've always had this idea that I don't think they would be a very good, comfortable alligators. Sort of shoes for alligators, though. No, not shoes for alligator skin shoes. What about alligator if you made crocodile skin shoes for an alligator? Cro- <sighs> that's some, opening a big old can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. Or snake skin shoes that's for a, an alligator. That's a big old can of worms. So uh, I've. <laughs> I've done some research. So, yeah. Turn of popcorn. Daniel Day Lewis, Mm -hmm. uh, one summer, I I can't find out what year that was, went to Florence Mm -hmm. uh, and basically learned how to make shoes in a cobbler's shop. And now he makes. What? In one summer? Apparently, so it takes so years to do so, and that's got to be a five year apprenticeship. Comes up, they've never heard good. The plans with bag of dicks. (laughs) But they wouldn't be very comfortable shoes. Yeah. Anyway, I've got an idea for shoes. Might not be popular. However, your pet dies. Oh dear. What you do, you turn the pet into the inside of your shoes. It might. The inside. Well, oh, the soul. what the pet is. Yeah. Callum's got a pet hedgehog. Yeah, that's Could nice. be a yeah. They would be a good shoe. wanted Harry's ears as in a soul. Harry was a beagle and Mike was He was our pet beagle. Yeah. Mike wanted his ears as innocent. <laughs> I think the best part that I think they made, they made made better tongues. Well, possibly, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, soft tongues, big yeah. shoes. Yeah, chinchillas for the inside, the insoles. They would be good. Chinchillas are extremely soft. They use chinchilla fur to make statins. See, mm. Scott fact. Chinchilla fur to make statins. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're like the. Top. What do you mean, Agot? Because Stetson's just a brand. A cow- you yeah. mean a cowboy hat? Yeah, Stetson, yeah. Ca- Stetson uses chinchilla fur to make their really expensive hats. I watched a video on it. Okay. This is what's niche. How do you find that? Come across that? Do you search chinchilla, Stetson? Where do you, where well, do you start? How do they make cowboy hats? Oh, okay. Well, how do they make Stetson's? There was a lady that was talking us through and different types of fur that they use, and they got to the whole. This is a chinchilla. Did you start mold. off like googling that like, reverse cowgirl, and then and then yeah, <laughs> five hours they don't later. show that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then five so, hours later. Yeah, I think they said at some point. I think uh, they use beaver fur as well. Oh yeah, that's, that's gonna oh, be a challenge. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Question yeah. answered. Yeah. Reverse yeah. cowgirl beaver. beaver fur. Next yeah. thing you know, oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting to see how it all works. <laughs> 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 uh, so another because we haven't got really much for Great Scott this week or anything mm. for Great Scott this mm. week. Uh, I thought that we could maybe do a bit about like film news. Film news. Film yes. news. I just thought stuff that like we've seen on like anything trailers, we've anything seen that's excited us. Ooh. So first of all, obviously I've they've just one. announced the uh, new Star Wars. Uh, well, it's not a trilogy. It's going to be three films, but it's not a Star Wars trilogy. Mm. Sorry, I thought it was. No. So they they are I'm apparently at some point oh making a trilogy, but this they're making three Star Wars films. One that's. Um, uh, Set up 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, which I believe the working title is New Jedi Order. I'm not sure why they're when, doing that. When did that, 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 that yeah, I don't that. Uh, That's to me the least interesting. The other one is, uh, I think, working title is Dawn of the Jedi, and it's about the first Jedi, which okay. is going to be directed by uh, James Mangold, who's directing the new Indiana Jones film, which okay. looks very good. Yeah, that trailer yeah, came yeah, out, and yeah. that looks great. Dial of Destiny. What do you not like the look of the new Indiana Jones film? 
It's not that I don't like the look of it. I get the same vibes I got from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. terrible. But, but that's the thing. Most people do the whole, oh, it's terrible because it's got aliens in it. No, it's not the aliens that made it terrible. What made it terrible is that they just made a really shockingly bad movie. Like, they, I don't understand how I don't know. So I bad. think the aliens has got a lot to do with it. I don't think so. The first movie know. was about the Ark of the Covenant. The second movie. Yeah, but there was an element of mystery and an element of, and it, and it was taken from like a like the Bible. So you go out, you take the Bible, which mm-hmm. is the Bible on anything. In the yeah, you know, but literally, well, to go, it's fucking to go with aliens in that way. And I mean, and actually, maybe you could have done with aliens, but they did it in a mm. really clumsy way. What's the point? It's not the aliens that ruin it for me. It's just the movie itself. It just felt badly written, and it was just. I just thought it was shocking. There was a lot of really bad CGI in yeah. terms of. It's not even the fact that the CGI was so bad. It was like, that's just outrageous. It was too much. There's a scene with Charlotte Buff's character swinging on vines like Tarzan, trying to catch up to all these moving vehicles. Oh, yeah, no, what is going it, on? Yeah. This is, like, That would never happen. I know it's all a bit of fun. And I know that it's outrageous. It's just, yeah. That the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not a good film, but this no. looks very good. Even, yeah. even just from the production well, design that's what point I'm of saying. view, the trailer for Kingdom of the Crystal yeah. Skull is about a hundred times sorry, about a hundred times better looking than the actual movie. The trailer was like, oh, quite, and you know, oh, I just, I this is a load of bits of this is very was, different. You know. It's far more cinematic. Yeah. Um, you know, they, the thing is that we've moved on a long way. You know, the film industry has moved on a lot, or, or certainly the creatives who behind these films have kind of got to the point where they go, they like, they think the same as us. They go, they probably all think, and people that worked on this film probably think the Kingdom of the Crystal's Gold is rubbish because you can see the artistry in this. Mm-hmm. You can see where they've really made the effort. I mean, it, the way they've captured sort of the, 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 I think it's sort of set in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, or late fifties, early sixties, but the way they've captured that look, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see it. I feel like there was extremely wasted talent in Crystal Skull as well. They had a brilliant all-star cast, and it just like you've got them doing ridiculous <laughs> things. It, yeah, they had a great cast. Who? They had Kate Blanchett. They had John Hurt. They had Ray Winston. Yeah, but the writing was Ray bad. Winston. Ray yeah. Winston's in it. But I he, thought you want you've, glue. Yeah. My own glue. Great acting no, talent. I want to Ray Winston's good. I like Ray Winston. He is, yeah. I mean, the pro- so, I think he's sorry, typecast. He, he is, but he's, he's a, good bit, at what I think he's a bit out of his depth in that. The trouble is, well, the writing was bad. Yeah, I mean, but, Kate yeah. Blanchett's character was ridiculous. Yeah, so it was just yeah. nonsense. Yeah, it was it such was, a cliche. Yeah. It was just pants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, going back to film news. Film news. I mean, film the, news. Having having been to the cinema a few times quite recently, Mission Impossible trailer. I mean, yeah, that oh, looks great. I mean, they've got that whistle. down to like a, a fine art now. Those films, they yeah. know exactly what to do. Scotland's my in the face. I like Mission Impossible. It's just it's becoming very Fast and Furious franchise. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I don't mean in terms of it's becoming like ridiculous like that. It's just. They keep going and well, going, it is and going but it's and going and brilliant, it's just, ridiculous. But they keep raising the just, bar. Yeah, yeah, but it's like right, we've done Mission Impossible. Okay, great, Mission Impossible. The title says a lot. And then when you get to like six or seven well, films in, it's, it's like it well, it's not really like this. You know. Mission is possible. Mission yeah. bit tricky, but yeah. just yeah. See, we'll I think it. that's see, this, I think that's where they get this right because that's what's really hard. 
you know, because you've got that business in you. Mm. It's like Bridget's not a big fan of the Bond films, because like, mm-hmm. you always go, well, you always know he's going to be all right. You know, you always know he's going to win. You know, spoiler alert, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but in these, of course, you always know that they, Ethan Hawke's going to do it. But they, yeah, do, but they, they do, do push it to the point where yeah. you think, is he? You know, yeah. I think. Well, it's... I think it's also very clever in terms of they do the all the double crossing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and the action scenes the action are scenes. just yeah. so. So they've got yeah. down to a fine art now, where they know exactly what they're doing, and they. I've come round to Andy's thinking, Mister Cruz is just Mister Cinema. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, is, he yeah. is just Mister Cinema. Hmm. Oh, he understands the art. Of definitely, definitely a lot of fun. But I do the whole, you know. Oh, obviously he's going to do it, and it's all going to be all right. But they do, they do make you feel like it's not like the start of the third movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm sure it's the start of the movie, and he's got Tom Cruise's wife. Yeah, that's and it's a, a case of one. tell me what I want to know. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill her. I'm get spoiler alert. And it's a case of Tom Cruise's throwing out everything that he can to like I don't know where it is or I'm going to throw it alright it's over it's there and he just the look on Philip Seymour Hoffman's face of I know you are full of shit like tell me what I want or I'm going to shoot her and when he finally gets to I'm going to count to ten and he gets to ten and just that right there I love that I love that kind of stuff oh you mean the scene where like he's, he's holding the gun against Tom Cruise's face that scene no, he's holding it against his wife's head. There's a section there where There's a section where they're both tied up, and it's he's looking for the rabbit's foot, I believe yeah. he calls it. Yeah, like, that's near, it, near it. the end, isn't it? But that's I've, I've, I've start with that because yeah, that to then take you back, and then mm-hmm. like you know, anyway, three weeks there's earlier. A little like a cool fact about this, that section mm-hmm. is when it's uh, you think Philip Seymour Hoffman is pushing the gun up against Tom Cruise's face, mm-hmm. like, up, like against his nose. That's actually Tom Cruise's hand. Oh, he's doing it to himself. Yeah, because okay. it was like he was it was basically hurting him from the sounds of it. And so right, that right, way he okay. could like he could push on there. Right. Interesting pattern. No. Oh, they they show you know, they show you that the uh, this guy isn't messing about. Like this is a bad guy. Like he isn't standing for your bullshit. So they you know it's something yeah. they don't normally do in a lot of it. like again with James Bond, they don't really Take it to that no, kind they of level. Go, they always do like a gold thing. Yeah, they go, yeah. oh, you're, I expect to die, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just shoot him then. Don't expect yeah. a laser to yeah. come in half and walk out the room. If you yeah. didn't explain yeah. to me what you were doing for the last 40 minutes, I'd have been dead yeah. already. Well, that's or, where or Die Hard was a broke ground. Because mm-hmm. that, that Alan Rickman character, whatever mm-hmm. his name, I can't remember his name was now, Hans, oh, Hans Gruber. Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. He, was a, he did, you know, if you messed him about, he shot you. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. you know, he did he, count the three. And, yeah. You know, that was that sort of stuff at the time, was different. You know, you just yeah. you didn't see that very often. Something would always happen where somebody was saved. But, but it's uh, something that a lot of films nowadays, I feel, they miss. When there's a bad guy or villain of the movie that's portrayed, they don't actually show them doing anything particularly bad. And you think, well, it's not that bad. Whereas, you know, first or one of the first times you see this guy, he's blatantly, I've just killed your wife in front of you, I'm going to make you watch. I'll do whatever I'll need to do for you to give me this information. But as you're going back to Bond, it's just, oh, well, I'm going to kill you. But never happens. It's just a case of, I'm going to leave you tied up for 20 minutes, go and have a coffee, and, oh, he's escaped. How could that have happened? <laughs> anyway, Scott, we'll yeah. be going to see The New mm. Mission Impossible, and we'll be reviewing it. Now yeah, we've got our yeah. OG and Limitless cards, we'll mm. be going. We've got OG and Limitless cards? Yeah, yeah. We're OG and Limitless. I say. <laughs> um, and, and talking about terrible trailers Scott and mm. stuff that looks like it's going to be horrendous the new Peter Pan and Wendy trailer Jesus Christ 
Right. I, See, yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty vomit-inducing, but I didn't think it was as bad as you said it was. But I then, saw another trailer. All right. Anyway. What's this for? The a new live-action Peter Pan. This film. is what drives me mad. <sighs> live-action, mm. right? It isn't live-action. Otherwise, they couldn't make it. You know, if there's more, there's yeah. more animation. It might be computer generated than there probably is in the yeah. original. You know, it always just drives me potty. This because it's not. Yes, it's got actors in it mm-hmm. occasionally. But what they the mean is, part, it's not animated. It's characters. CGI. Yeah. You know, it's not live action, I is just it? Don't see the point. No. I don't get it. No, no, I don't either. I mean, I don't just, anyway, it looks. It doesn't look very good at all. Like the, the, it's got that that kind of. Child acting that you can't Disney stand. They're basically just rehashing all of their old movies. Like, how can we make even more money? Let's bring yeah, out the same but, film again. Well, I, I think people. I think also what they're trying to do with this Peter Pan film is they're trying to focus it more on Wendy, and so it's not Peter Pan anymore. Because the tra- if you watch the trailer, either it's because Peter Pan is atrocious, or yeah. or they are trying to make it so it's it's more based on on her. But he's Peter Pan is like in it for like three shots in the trailer, and that's it. I know that it's not like the actual Peter Pan story, but I feel like this movie is going to be like the live-action adaptation of Aladdin. Unfortunately, it's not got Robin Williams in there, so it's going to just bomb. It's going to be terrible. Speaking of Robin Williams, well, look, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm referring but, to. Well, like, Aladdin, Hulk, Aladdin did quite amazing. well. They're making a second Yeah, surprisingly, one. I feel Will Smith was the best thing about that movie. But Disney cut its, cut, um, honed its reputation on animation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we love about them. They lost their way a little bit at some point, and, and you know, mm-hmm. there was a bit, a bit where their animation got a bit ropey. You know, when there was Robin Hood, Rob, the Robin Hood, you know, that, that yeah. point, there was something about the animation that wasn't quite, as quite as good as it had, but certainly not like it was for thing, films like Bambi and Snow White and yeah. Dumbo. They kind of got the more crude kind of a... But then, then they went back and started doing things like The Little Mermaid and The Lion King. They were brilliant, and now they've got, yeah, yeah. they're undoing it all. Well, they're, again, they're remaking Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't... I don't and understand. they're remaking Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, to live action. You know, but it's Which not live few. action. Stitch will not be live action. You know, it's they're just going to paint a koala blue. <laughs> paint a koala. Paint a koala blue. Yeah, probably. Blue, probably. blue koala. Yeah, exactly. Pin you blue. And if yeah. they Pin follow the koala. same route as Aladdin, then Guy Ritchie might direct Lilo and Stitch, and you know that's going to make that an interesting movie. Well, yeah. I think they have. I don't know who the director is, but they've already. I think they're shooting like in the next couple of months. Uh, the guy Richie is not. <laughs> I think it'll be quite useful <laughs> as we keep going to the cinema and seeing things is to talk about trailers. Mm-hmm. So that you know, that's the thing that I you know, I the thing that I used to love mm-hmm. when I was a kid going to the cinema was what's coming soon. Yeah, you know, I can remember the coming soon for um, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You've got yeah. now. You get coming soon, and it's Fast and Furious yeah. eighty seven, with a, <laughs> and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Still for the family. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, occasionally something. The trouble is now. There is we, another Fast and Furious, isn't there? Yeah, it's on the way now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We saw the trailer. Oh, we saw the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. I, sorry, I just I've come out. I thought that was a bad dream, but shit, it really is another. Well, one. something that is coming soon. People, people that are listening who are interested in what we're doing, there is a new trailer coming, tease trailer for Battle of Britain over the next couple of weeks. It's not done yet. I'll, I started today, but that is coming soon. <laughs> Get on with it. Then. So there is a trailer coming soon from yeah. our film. Um, yeah, well, before this drags on forever, we just recorded for about an hour now, um, okay. we will go back to then summing up our 
thoughts on air. Okay. In a pie-related context. This time, I think Scott should go first. Yeah. Oh, God. Choose your pie. Pie-related. Right, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, I feel like air was like a, like a banoffee pie. It was it was nice, nice, inviting, crispy crust. Had crispy really... Wait, yeah, what? Crispy, you know, flaky crust, whatever the word you want to use. Um, what, you mean the base? Yeah, crust. Pie crust. Oh, like the pie crust. Yeah, okay. yeah crust. Not, yeah, okay. Flaky. So, uh, yeah, crispy, okay. flaky. It's not a pie. In, I don't think of banoffee pie actually being a pie, but there you go. It's in the name. So, banoffee pie. It's, it's in, in the name. name. It's, it's the more name. of a flan than a pie. No. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole it's new like ball game. like a sweet quiche. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole new ball game. That's quite a nice intended. Basketball. Right, sweet quiche. So, going into the cinema, were you enticed by the pie? I was enticed by the pie. And... So you, you whilst I, consuming the pie, I found you said you weren't enticed. Very, by you the said pie. you weren't enticed. No, I wasn't enticed by the trailer. Yeah, but, but that's I what I'm was, saying. Were you enticed to the cinema? Oh, well, pie? then I was on the edge of a case of it looks nice, but I feel like it's not going to taste that great. It okay. could just be all air. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could yeah. just be that's all nice. air. Yeah, yeah, all crust, sweet quiche. At the end, I was surprisingly. I thought it was you know nice filling. It was great. I, I enjoyed it, but I think uh, too much is over sickly. Um, I think if it was a longer movie, it wouldn't He's have been as good as it was. Would you pancakes next? <laughs> would you recommend this pie to anyone else? Uh, I think it's not for everybody. So I would, but I can't imagine everybody would be liking this particular pie. Because okay. it is a very, I feel like it is a very specific. Not everybody would like and enjoy. Okay, so I'll go next. Uh, so in terms of was I enticed by the pie? Yes, because I suggested it. Air. Um, I think I think it helps if, if you're interested in that in the NBA or anything like that or Nike so, or stuff. I think yes, it does as, help as, as initial hook. Yes, as initial. But, uh, hook. Yeah, I think I think th- I think as the trailer. If you're going to echo this piece of pie, I think it stands up by itself. You don't need to be. I think you'd still be enticed by that pie, even if you weren't a fan. But I think it helps. I very much enjoyed it. I um, said I was whilst watching it, trying to kind of dissect it from a filmmaking filmmaking stance, but I kept getting lost in it. So I think that's to me shows is a good movie because I kind of get swept up in the story, um, and I would. Recommend the. Why are you laughing? Because this pie thing's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then. This, I mean, we're committed to it now. Yeah, yeah, so we're we're sorry, folks. We thought of this. I mean, in many ways, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's because it's crap, it's good. You know, yeah. we've thought of a bad idea, but the enthusiasm with which we carry it off is somehow it makes it work but today we are we are literally we are skin hanging on by the because well, we basically <laughs> all the things you can say we've already done yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i think it was just a nice slice of nostalgic pie yeah mm. yeah well i think i, I think <laughs> <laughs> set in the 80s. Oh, yeah. anyway, I, I would recommend this film to other people to watch i really enjoyed it and yes, if you want to do a parallel context, I, go get that. I have given us a bit of thought. And I think that basically Ben Affleck is like Mr. Kipling, mm-hmm. right? You know that he makes pies. You know well, that so can, most... I, can we double check that you're not going to diss Kipling pies? No, 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 no,
you know that he makes a decent range of pies, and you know, you, you know what you're getting. Do you know what I mean? You think, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So you walk into Spa, and there's all the Mr. Kipling's pies. You go, oh, I could take any packet of those pies off the shelf, and it's going to be okay. So that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. But it turned out that Mr. Kipling really does make exceedingly good pies, and this was an exceedingly good pie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It's like... You, we went into when did we go? We went into co-op the other week, and you bought some. Oh, well, they were orange tarts or something. Where were they? Those orange pies. Where they things you bought? And I thought, God, they look awful. Pine, like a pineapple, pineapple pie. Yeah. But they actually weren't awful. They were all right. Yeah. And, and no, and I didn't expect this one to be awful. But it was actually better than some of its parts. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd say so. It was. It was. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, even for a Mister Kipling flip pie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you've already kind of said yours. Yeah, you? I think it was just you, you. You go into it thinking, I know how this pie is going to taste, or what it's going to be like, and you can wait. Actually, think no, it was far better than I thought. Mm. Okay, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, you just thought it was going to be average. It was better than yeah. average. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, mm-hmm. um, we decided what we're watching. Uh, Next for next the next podcast we don't know yet. Well, yeah, but we should try and work out what it's going to be so other people can maybe watch. And we that was one of the the feedback we got. Letting people know what film we're going to watch next. I was going to say like, maybe every maybe not every time, but maybe well, like what? in between sessions we could do a put it to the vote. Yes, let, let the, the viewers make su- yeah, actually make some suggestions. That yeah. would be good. Make some yeah, yeah. But why don't we do instead? So if we've seen a new one, why don't we do a classic one? Hmm. Do you know, one I had in mind mm-hmm. when we did uh, Terminator 2, because I was talking about sequels, is Paddington 2. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Mike's not seen that I'm yet. Not, no, not, okay, we're going to do Paddington 2. I've seen any two. of them. Paddington 2. This is great because you're. Have you actually seen it? Yeah. Well, the way you're reacting, like, we're going to have arguments just, next podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'll save it for if we are doing this, but unfortunately, it's one of those movies where, me personally, I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Scott might be calling in sick I on the next podcast. <laughs> if I bought that pie, I'd refund it. I'd return it. I, I cannot wait for the next podcast now because we are going to have a serious falling out, my friend. That's fine. Well, no, account, okay, but I think you need to go into this with a different mindset. Okay, draw, draw a line under your previous thoughts or whatever. Mm. I think you. Uh, I know what you can be like because you can be like this, where you 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 draw. You, you don't like something because you know you, you think you're not going to like it at the beginning, and then you determine that you're not going to like it no matter what. Because I, I I knowing you, I can't really see how you can look at that and come to that conclusion. Anyway, go into it with a fresh fresh mind. That's the challenge fresh, got yes. this week. Mind. Have a fresh mind. Let's let's say it for next week. Okay. Like Otherwise, this history. podcast will run for two hours. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, 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 yeah, but I mean, history. History. and go with it. This is yeah. what the viewers yes. want. They, yes, they they're want this. So, when it cheats you. They're watching with their ears. If any as a, <laughs> if it, going back to earlier, if you have any questions for Scott, any maybe uh, challenges, you can contact us via email at cinematicpie at gmail.com uh, or via Facebook or whatever. And again, if you have any film suggestions, email us. I think as well that we could do with a sponsor. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anybody out there want to sponsor us? Yeah. That would be cool. useful. Yeah. Uh, we did get an offer from a company that makes ear tea that did want to to, to, to sponsor us. Uh, we tried, well, I've tried it. It's not for me, so we passed on that. But, but yeah, any, any sponsorship, 
Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. Yitzi, you think it would be a great idea for a podcast, but yeah, you know, it's never going to catch on. So we're not, we're not doing that. Right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's call it an end there, shall we? <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening and uh, see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.